0: Hi, you're listening
1: to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is dealing with jealousy. Today, I want to share with you an excerpt from my 10-week women's Bible study book that I wrote called The Story of My Life, Joseph. Now, Joseph is an incredible Bible character that really dealt with jealousy because he had brothers that were incredibly jealous of him. So here's my excerpt. A chill ran up my spine as I realized what had just happened. Once again, the young store clerk who embraced a jealous spirit had won. I had lost and she had won. I felt disappointment and defeat running through my veins and stood silent to contemplate what had just happened to me. The afternoon had arrived as it normally would. I was in high school at the time, and after school I would walk one mile to my job at a lovely jewelry store on the town square. When I arrived on the job, the owner's oldest son, Steve, welcomed me and took me under his wing. I found the work interesting, loved the customers, and enjoyed the beauty of the store and jewelry. I found favor in the heart of my boss, Steve, many thanks to my mother's homemade cherry pie she would periodically bake for the store. But there was one downside to the job, the dreaded coworker Julie Ann. Julie Ann was a few years older than me, had graduated, and worked at the store as her sole position. Julie had spent approximately six months dating my older brother, David, and had already decided she neither liked me or David. Trouble began from the moment I was hired. Jealousy permeated from every corner of Julie Ann's persona. Julie Ann scowled at me each time I arrived after school. I could not figure out what to do to change her attitude towards me. Nothing worked. Each day I would come in the store with a positive attitude, and each day I would walk out like a little puppy dog with my tail between my legs. The afternoons where the owner was gone and her son Steve was busy were the worst. The worst. "'Julianne would say, "'Go clean all the shelves with those crystal pieces.' "'And I would answer politely, "'But Julianne, you had me do the crystal two days ago. "'It's not dirty.' "'Julianne responded, "'They're dirty. Don't argue.' "'I would redo all of the work I had previously completed. "'Cleaning all the crystal was a huge nightmare of a job.' "'On and on, the harsh attitude continued. "'The criticisms of my outfits, my hairstyle, my mannerisms were never ceasing.' And difficult, gross, dirty, disgusting jobs were the ones that were held off and given to me by Julianne once I would arrive for work. I remember one specific incident. Julianne had told me to vacuum the rugs, but Steve, my boss, called me into his office. I gladly shut the vacuum cleaner off and headed in to see him. He told me about watches that needed to be mailed. Steve said, Kathy, I only trust you with this task. I don't even trust myself. There are two watches that need to be mailed out. They are valued at over $10,000. One goes out east and one goes to Kansas City. Wrap each one separately and carefully. Take your time and don't mix them up. Do you hear me? Don't mix them up or I will be in the most horrific, embarrassing trouble I could ever imagine. I assured him I would do it immediately and then would make sure they went to the right owners. I looked them over, memorized the boxes with the correct name, and set them far apart on the back counter as I began to wrap them ding the bell above the door rang to let us know that a customer had arrived at the front of the store julianne came back and barked the order go take care of the customer then she saw what i was doing and a gleam shot out of her eye i'll finish this she stated but julianne i protested i was given strict orders that i was to do this for steve it's crucial nothing gets mixed up mixed up she questioned of course not i will finish this go take care of that couple immediately sure enough When I finished with the customers, the boxes were ready for mail. Julie Ann acted like a cat with mouse in her mouth, and I fought the temptation to open the boxes. I couldn't imagine that her jealousy would lead her to such a horrific task. One week later, I was called into the office where Steve chewed me out. I explained that I had not wrapped them and got into more trouble. "'Jealous Julianne came in and denied ever wrapping them "'and said I had done the work. "'I had mixed them up. "'I was to blame. "'She's not so perfect, is she?' "'Julianne questioned as she deliberately discredited me. "'Desperately I wanted to defend myself. "'I bit my lip, walked out of the store and ran home. "'I cried and told my mom, I'm never going back. "'Then my mother said something so profound "'that I never forgot it. "'She said, Kathy, at times we will want to turn and run "'when things don't go our way.' But it's in those times that we are made stronger, that our character is built and our faith in God becomes deeper. Let's pray and trust God to figure it all out, Kathy. Go back in there tomorrow with a smile on your face, a great attitude in your spirit, and work as hard as you can. That is what will continue to convince them that you are not defeated by trickery and malice. You'll not be taken down by jealousy, but you'll meet it head on and rise above it. I went back the next day and I did feel a little awkward around the staff, but I continued to work hard and to pray and focus on everything good. Julianne ignored me. Jealousy had not won that day. I thought it did. But I closed the book on jealousy, trusted God, and focused on the next page in the book of my life. Jealousy is such an ugly sin, isn't it? We've all embraced it and been jealous of others. We've experienced others being jealous of us. Sometimes we portray it as a fun and silly expression, teasing that we would love that friend's new car or we would love their great job. But the old saying that many a truth is said in jest stands true in most circumstances. We really do want that car and we would love that great job. We are thrust into a sinful mentality. If jealousy is not kept in check and quickly removed from our hearts, it will continue to progress to a deeper level and take its next step. That next step is action. Here's how it works. First we conceive the desire in our heart. I want that. Matthew 15, 19 says, For out of our hearts come evil thoughts. Next, we say with our mouth, I wish that was mine. Luke six forty five B for out of the overflow of his heart his mouth speaks. And finally, if not kept in check and controlled, we move into action and hurting someone because they have what we want. That hurt can be as simple as cutting words, shunning someone, treating others with disrespect, or having an all-out verbal fight. At times, we will see the worst part of jealousy in individuals who have committed horrible acts of violence, and crimes of jealousy will be reported in the news. Webster's Dictionary states that jealousy means hostile toward a rival or one believed to enjoy an advantage. In Genesis 37, Joseph begins his story with 10 brothers who are jealous of him. Sometimes that old spirit of jealousy continues throughout the pages of a family history. And when we look at Joseph's ancestors, it's very clear that jealousy didn't just begin with Jacob's children, which is Joseph's dad, but it had a beginning much earlier in his grandfather's life, Isaac's life. Jealousy, if not controlled, can take over your entire world It can break families, make people physically unattractive, and can make people not want to have a relationship with you. Friends, it's just ugly. Today, we're going to look at jealousy from two separate angles. Number one, when others are jealous of you, and number two, when you are jealous of others. Well, joining me on today's show is Best Life's Friend, and we feature her on our radio show and in our magazine, Business Entrepreneur for Plexus, Homeschooling Mom, Busy Wife, Wendy Larson. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on the show today. Oh, I'm so excited because we've got a really challenging topic. Wendy and I have already been talking about the fact that jealousy is going to be kind of tricky to talk about. So Wendy, I've known you for a couple of years now, and you are not a jealous person. That's kind of why I wanted you to be the person to talk about this. Um, You're beautiful, successful, you're a businesswoman, and that in itself can create motives for other women to be jealous. So let's start out today by exploring how we as Christ followers should handle other people who are jealous of us. And I'm wondering if you can give an example of a time when you were involved in a situation where someone was openly insulting or undermining you and you knew that the STEM cause was jealousy.
2: Yes. Like you mentioned, Kathy, this topic was challenging because I'm not a jealous person. It's not something that I think about very often. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, like you said, I... Uh, um. I'm very successful in my business, and that can create stems of jealousy. Women are naturally, I believe, very comparable to one another. We always are measuring each other up. Um, You know, whether we're walking into a room dining with other women or at a party or at church or whatever, how we raise our children how our children do in school um, it really we i believe we really feel that this measurement is a reflection of who we are and mm-hmm. it's not true that That's satan's right. lies yes and um, we are not measured by that but i am successful in my business and at one point i hit a really big milestone and that milestone created a lot of promotion a lot of social media promotion as a matter of fact and i was very surprised by one day receiving an email from someone whom I regarded as a friend and she very blatantly expressed her jealousy. Wow her discontent. Hmm. Um, she was very sad that I had been promoted and that she is still living um, in poverty, Aww. and why she couldn't be in the same... Like, why did God raise me up into this position, and why she's still down where she is? Okay. And, and what it made me do is it really made me, number one, it check, made me check my motives. Like, am I being egotistical or prideful? And I, I can look back and say, I really don't feel that, but something in me triggered something in her Okay. and I believe that that's going to probably be the next question you're going to ask yeah, me. Like, probably. Three things exactly. that people like what promotes that in, inside of people. And, sure, sure. Um,
1: so anyway. So you, I, you knew that it was coming because you, you listened to it. Was she angry when she talked to you? Was she, as my grandma would say, kind of catty, like snappish or how did she, was it just a lot of poor me? How did she present it to you?
2: you know she actually presented it more in a Christ-like confession. Oh, okay. She confessed it to me mm-hmm. and then asked for for my give for my okay. forgiveness for her for for her
1: feeling that way towards me. Okay, well that was a good attitude to say at least, you know, cuz it says to confess your faults one to another in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um so that was right. a, that was a good attitude. So when was this you know this was happening did you feel You know, angry? Did you feel like, oh my goodness? Did your heart race because you're thinking, oh, I feel guilty? Did it kind of steal a little bit of your joy? And how did you respond to her?
2: (laughs) Well, um, I felt sad for her. Yeah. Um, My first place of feeling actually went to what is it in her life that is making her um, feel sad and not Mm -hmm. rejoice when others rejoice? Because God tells us to rejoice when others rejoice and to be happy when they're happy. And um, we are to conduct ourselves, or, you know, without covetedness and to be content with the things that we have. And there was something in her life that lacked that, that contentment. Sure. And that's where these three things is, is stemmed from, is this lack of contentment, this comparison. And, you know, I think those, number, those three things are, is we have a self-entitlement mm-hmm. error about us, um, we lack self-worth, maybe we don't feel worthy, and women are really good at making us not feel worthy against each other, unfortunately, right. sometimes. Right. And then the third, which I feel is the most important, is we really lack
1: gratitude. Oh, definitely. So you're saying that you believe that what stems, you know, the 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 bottom line of jealousy are these three things. So Sam again for us. One is... Entitlement. Entitlement, which is so true today. And two is... Our self-worth. Self-worth. And three is? Our lack of gratitude. Okay. So great, Wendy. <laughs> lack of gratitude. So I believe that at times we are so shocked at others' behavior. Did you feel shocked when she was telling you this? Would you have thought her that kind of a person or was that a surprise? No. Okay.
2: No, because I thought of her as... Um, is somebody uh, who I looked up to. Okay. So Surprising, we, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. And and I don't know if you're anything like me or listeners, if you feel this way when someone's coming at you with jealousy, but sometimes you can't think fast enough to respond godly. You're kind of in that, huh, what mode? And sometimes we don't respond at all. So, you know, let's talk about a couple of steps to take mm-hmm. when you see that somebody's coming at you and you know these motives, and I think that they're so spot on, Wendy, um what are you going to do to be prepared you know to respond in a godly fashion what can what can the listeners do?
2: Well, first of all, I want to I want to check my motive. am I practicing the hurts of the spirit um, in Galatians, it tells us, let us not become conceited or provoking one another and envying one another. So was I doing something in my motive that provoked her? Okay. Um, I have to check my fruit. You know, it says, be the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I wanted to make sure I was covering all of those things in my motive because when you're outside of the fruit what happens, the trees get, you know, the branches get cut off. And Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that above all things, I have fervent love for other people and that my love will cover all of my
1: sin. That's so so great. That's so good to be just thinking of that right off the top of your head, to be living that so you don't have to be in shock. You can be gentle and tender. And I find mm -hmm. that so often when people come at me with some sort of a jealous motive, you know, and I'm so surprised and so shocked, it really is the fact that hurting people hurt people, you Mm -hmm. know, so they're hurt themselves. So let's think about a time when you, and this will be hard because (laughs) I don't see you as a jealous person, but think about a time maybe when you were jealous about maybe even how somebody responded. It doesn't have to be about what they had or what they did, but how did you deal with your feelings, and have you ever acted out on jealousy, and if so, you know, what happened?
2: You know, I'm so glad that you asked this because it really made me think hard about is there a time when I was jealous. And you know what? I don't think of myself as a jealous person. We've already discussed that. But there was a time when someone else, a good friend of mine, was promoted in her business. And all that it did for me was it stirred up something inside of me to work harder Okay. to learn more, mm. to gain wisdom. Sure. I think of this story, and when you ask me this, I think of the story of the lame man at the Pool of Bethesda, and how mm. he laid there for 20 years complaining, complaining, waiting for the water to move so that somebody could put him in it, when all along Jesus, all he had to do was come along and tell him to get up. Right, And he had it, and he surrounded himself by people that, that probably whined, complained, mm-hmm. moaned in negative. their misery. Yep, negative. And that is a place I don't ever want to be. Complacency mm-hmm. is the state of decline. Mm. And if I have tools, I have gifts, I have talents that God gave inside of me, I have a purpose, and I want to always be moving forward in that purpose. I want to inspire and give people hope in their purpose. And that motive, like that That discord that I felt when that person was promoted was because I knew I probably could do it too, and I wasn't.
1: Mm, That's so interesting. I love those thoughts, Wendy. That's so great. So if we're prone to be jealous, maybe there's a listener out there, and they just have to self-admit, yes, this is me. I'm a jealous person. What are a couple of steps that that listener can take to control the feelings and to be their best version?
2: Well... I think, first of all, is we get sucked into perfection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> We're trying we to be perfect. Yeah. We are doing that comparison with other things. And I would love to end this with a Psalm, Psalm one nineteen ninety six ninety eight, when it says, Nothing is perfect except your words. Oh, how I love them. I think about them all day long. They make me wiser than my enemies because they are my constant guide. Mm. When you are following the Word of God and you are grateful, you are grateful for His trials and tribulations, you realize that nothing is perfect except His Word, there is peace, and nobody can steal your peace.
1: Oh, that's such a great thing. And as we are Christians, we need to really be working to remain content And, you know, it's a very self-satisfying world out there, Wendy, where people just Mm want to always focus on themselves. And that's just not what Jesus wants. He says to love him and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And I think it's really important because we're living in a generation right now where respect is kind of um, dwindling and people are in a living in a wild world of comparison. I think there's a lot mm. of expectations that are coming out on women. And the thing that I love about you Wendy is you're a really good example. You know, you're a great example to so many people that are looking up to you that are watching you and I think it would be easy if people weren't feeling that way and they compared themselves to you to feel jealous. But the thing that I love is that you're always shining your focus and your light to give glory to God. And I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things. Don't you think that people aren't as jealous about if we continue to say, oh, it's not me, it's God. It's kind of hard to be (laughs) jealous of God, right? It's so
2: true. I was just praying that before we got on. I'm like, God, don't make this about me. Don't make this about me. Make it all about
1: you. <laughs> I love that. I love. And and so as we think about this, um, you know, I, I love some of these thoughts again. So why don't you share one last time with the listeners about your three things that you think are the bottom line for jealousy? What are they?
2: Um, number one, I believe, is entitlement, where we feel entitled to receive. Okay. Um, number two is our lack of self-worth. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, and each and every one of us having given gifts and talents inside of us to work for a greater purpose for the Lord, and our worth is so great in Him. Um, And number three is our lack of gratitude. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Just give thanks to God, even if it's a trial and a tribulation. Mm -hmm. Pressure promotes you, and when you can be under pressure and give thanks for the pressure, you will be promoted.
1: I love that, Wendy. Thank you so much for all of these great thoughts on jealousy, and it makes me so encouraged because I really believe that when we're doing the opposite of those things, when we're not feeling like we have expectations of being, you know, entitled to things and when we're grateful and when we're doing things that aren't self-promoting, I believe what scripture tells us that, you know, when we humble ourselves, that God mm-hmm. will lift us up. He's the one that's going to be raising us and promoting us, as you say. And I think it's so exciting to know that we don't have to compare. You know, we just have to work on being our own best version of ourselves. We don't have to be anybody else. So that should take the pressure off right there. Thank you so
2: much for allowing me to be on here and using me through God or using God through me and um, sharing the Word. And I really hope people can
1: have a better feeling toward jealousy now, a better, richer understanding of it. Great thoughts and comments, Wendy. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Friends, I believe that jealousy thrives when we compare ourselves, when we are unsure of our place in Christ, and when we're ungrateful. When we look around and we think, oh, I want what she has, I want what he has, it makes us forget to be content. When our thoughts continue to be about what we don't have and what someone else has, well, we just forget about what God has blessed us with. Let's take a minute to listen to Catherine Scott as she sings about gratitude in this song called How Could I Ever Say Thank You.
3: How could I ever say thank you When the whole Life's not enough Though I offer each breath back in worship It never could match your great love So great are always Such encompassing grace
1: Shannon L. Alder states, I am convinced that the jealous, the angry, the bitter, and the egotistical are the first to race to the top of the mountains. A confident person enjoys the journey, the people they meet along the way, and sees life not as a competition. They reach the summit last because they know God isn't at the top waiting for them, He is down below helping his followers to understand that the view is glorious wherever you stand." End of quote. Here are some thoughts on this topic from our pastor's corner with Pastor Tyler Bacher.
0: We've all heard the old adage countless times by now about how the grass always looks greener on the other side of the fence. It's this idea that there's something in all of us that is driven to alter our circumstances in whatever way So that we can get to a life that looks more appealing than our own. And the spark that ignites this drive in us is jealousy. Whether it's seeing something that someone else has or being envious of an opportunity that they have. Or I even found myself this week being jealous of someone who was happier than me because they were having a better day. Whenever these things come up in us, we think if only I can get there, if only I can get that thing or whatever it might be, then... I'll be happy, then I'll be fulfilled. The problem is, is that we've all achieved this goal at some time or another, and then realized that life isn't all that different, and that it still has problems. The grass looks pretty similar over here as compared to where we were. So if we know that jealousy and a covetous spirit only leads us back to where we started, why why do we keep participating in it? Well, there's the bad news. We live in a broken world one that is functioning in a way that it was never meant to. We can have a relationship with God through Jesus, but again, not in the way we were meant to, not not this perfect communion with him, with no bearing of sin or destruction on our lives. So we live with a constant awareness that things aren't quite right, and that we desperately want them to go back to the way they were supposed to be. And when we're jealous of something or for something, We're longing for something that nothing on earth can fulfill. So here's the good news. We're not damned to this brokenness forever. Through Jesus' work on the cross and his resurrection, he has extended forgiveness to us and a way to have a relationship with him now. Even better news is that he has promised to restore us and our world to the way that it was meant to be, without sin or brokenness and anything that separates us from God. This is a great hope that the longing inside of us will be fulfilled. Which is why Paul can say in Philippians four eleven 11-13, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So as we confront jealousy in our lives... Let us combat it by leaning into the hope that Christ has given us now through a relationship with Him and the promise of a future where all our longing is fulfilled as God restores the world to the way that He intended it to be.
1: If you're experiencing bouts of jealousy towards others, it's time to ask God for help and forgiveness, and it's time to start working on controlling that emotion. Here are four steps for you to take. Number one, understand that this is a battle everybody encounters. Number two, remain patient towards the person who's jealous. Number three, embrace a loving attitude and pray for that person who's jealous. And number four, foster a humble spirit so you do not become jealous. My daddy always told me, Kathleen, there will always be others who are miles ahead of you. Learn from them. There will always be others who are even with you. Support them. There will always be others who are miles behind you. Cheer them on in their endeavors. Always be content with who God's made you to be and know that you are never too old to learn. Jealousy is something we will face within ourselves and within others. It's inevitable. How we respond to it, how we learn from it and grow from it, how we move past it is the key to finding God's plan and purpose. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, I know there will be times when I look at others with a jealous heart. Please forgive me and help me to be thankful and grateful for all you've given me. Help me to love those who are jealous of me, to forgive them for any hurt that their jealousy may cause. Help me to be a reflection of your love, your grace, your kindness. Help me to not have motivations that are towards jealousy, hurting other people, but to be Simply content with who I am and who you've made me to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes and please give us a favorable review so that other people can listen to the show and enjoy it as well. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.
3: best of life. Help